It's the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast with Justin Matthews. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Matthews. Thanks, Bad Don Pardo Impression. This is the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast, episode number three. And woo, it's finally getting warmer outside after such a long, long winter in the state of Michigan. So that's good. And it has been quite the week. Episode 2 dropped. Lots of good feedback from that. A lot of people have been giving me great feedback, and I want to acknowledge some people that have been giving me good feedback. My brother Jim has been giving me good feedback. Thanks for all that. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, most of all. We are in episode 3 now. It's great that there's a lot of people listening and enjoying it. So I'm happy about that. Happy that Jim's giving me feedback. Happy that my brother-in-law has given me feedback. So let's get going. What are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the Ant-Man trailer that dropped. And I completely forgot about Ant-Man and the Wasp when I was talking about the other Marvel movies that are coming out. And I can't believe I forgot about it. And I can kind of tell you why when I get into the trailer. Yeah, I forgot about that. But they are coming. I'll give you a list of all the Marvel movies that are coming out. Also, we're going to talk about... A video game? Yeah. There's a video game trailer that I saw this week that is getting me excited. We're going to get into the Avengers spoiler discussion a little bit. And of course, we're going to have some sports talk. We're going to talk some Lions. We're going to talk about their schedule because I didn't bring that up at all. Should have brought that up in my first episode because that was the week it dropped. You know, it was my pilot episode. We're going to treat the first episode of this podcast like a pilot for a television show. And a lot of the times... The pilot isn't what the show is four, five, six episodes down the line. So, there you go. Episode one was my pilot, and we're, we're, we're I think we're hitting the ground running, and we're doing a really good job here. All right, so let's get into it. The, the Ant-Man 2 trailer did drop, and I watched it, and I gotta tell you, I'm not that happy with it. I don't know, it just seems kind of, eh. Especially with the fact that it looks like they're ignoring what just happened in the Avengers. Now, does that make any sense? I don't know. And it's like, well, how would you make a movie after that, Justin, after what happened? You know, you're going to have to ignore it. It's all said that the Captain Marvel movie that's coming out next year is going to be in the 90s, obviously, because you want to introduce you to that character before she comes in on Avengers 4, which all signs are pointing that, yes, she will come in in Avengers 4. So, but I don't know. I just, I watched the trailer. It looked cool. looked fun. He turns giant a few times, it looks like Looks like it's going to be a fun movie. It just went, eh, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't grab me, let's say, like a trailer should. And yeah, I'm going to see it because I see all superhero movies. But I don't know. Was it that good? I don't know. And it looks like Michelle Pfeiffer is going to play Hank Pym's uh, wife who was stuck in the quantum verse. And that'll be great because she hasn't been in a comic book movie since uh, Batman Returns. It'll be a nice welcome back to superhero movies for her, just like last summer when Michael Keaton was in Spider Man. So, wouldn't that be great if like, he breaks out of jail and Michelle Pfeiffer and he's somehow in Ant Man? Can that happen? Let's make that happen so Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton can be in a superhero movie again together. Wouldn't that be great? The trailer didn't grab me. Michelle Pfeiffer was not in that trailer, by the way. That's I think that's that was the big takeaway from the trailer that I saw. People were like, well, she wasn't in the trailer, but she's going to be in the movie. All right, so another thing that I touched on a little bit was last week was I was wondering, what are the next Marvel movies coming out? Well, like I said, I forgot about Ant-Man and the Wasp until the trailer came out. So that's coming out this summer, July. 2018. Captain Marvel is coming out next March. Avengers 4 is coming out next May. I think, and then Spider-Man Homecoming comes out that July. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 the next year. So that is the complete list of everything so far in Marvel. Holy cow, what a list. Can't wait to see all those movies. And the questions will be answered next May, a year from now. 
So like a year from this week, Avengers 4 will come out. All right, so that is everything not Avengers Infinity War related. Then another trailer came out and that I really wanted to talk about is the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. It's a video game from Rockstar. Rockstar video games are some of my favorites. They're open world. You can do whatever you want. They're, of course, they made the Grand Theft Auto video games. This one looks particularly fun because it's a sequel. Actually, it's more of a prequel. They're going backward into time deeper into the west because the west was ending in the uh red dead redemption so it's we're a little deeper into the west it looks there's more gangs it looks so much fun and i cannot wait to play that video game i don't play a lot of video games well i do to an extent but i don't keep up on every game i play a lot of older games too and i play a lot of sports games recently i've had a hard time staying focused on some of these games like i have horizon zero dawn and my girlfriend beat it before me and then that's not like that's a major factor it's like i just haven't been able to play it as much as i used to maybe partly because i watch a lot more uh, episodic tv you know i've been watching a lot of netflix and getting more into that more so than video games because i spent a lot of my time last year watching star trek deep space nine and trying to get because netflix is getting rid of all the star treks they're going to go to their cbs all access so if you want to watch all the star treks you better hurry if you didn't because you don't want to pay for cbs all access i don't want to get down that road but yes everybody's taking back their own properties and making their own streaming services eventually anything disney will go on disney's streaming service so nothing disney will be on netflix and everyone will have their own streaming service that's where entertainment is going and it's kind of dangerous and i don't know how we got on this topic when i was talking about red dead redemption but it's funny how things work red dead redemption can't wait to play it and yes streaming services are going to be popping up and netflix is only going to have original content eventually that's my prediction but they have great original content don't get me wrong so if you want if you're on a series if if you're watching a series on netflix make sure you finish it sooner rather than later because you never know if it might pop and there it goes all right so i went a little out of order talking about ant-man i have not talked about my life yet so we'll go right into that now what's going on in my life right now preparing for the big dental appointment at the university of michigan and we resigned our lease so that's good we're going to be here for another year and much like last week, nothing really big, nothing life-changing, just sort of moving along. And there are certain things that I'm thinking about, talking about in this segment, but I think I'll try that out next week, so that's something to look forward to if you like the My Life segment. Other than that, things are going really good. Basically, the life is this podcast. I mean, the new thing in my life is this podcast, and it's giving me a little en- more energy and more... I just, I'm really enjoying doing it and thinking about it. As soon as I got stopped recording episode two and finished editing last week, I couldn't wait. I was like, okay, what can I do with episode three? How can I fix things? You know, what's going to happen? What are we going to, what am I going to talk about? So really this podcast has rejuvenated me a little bit to what I said in the first episode. It was kind of a shaky 2018 with a lot of things going on. That's like, oh, uh, you know, a lot of heavy things. This is more of like a lighter thing. So yeah, I am super stoked for it as we continue on here. And like I said, I have a something planned for the My Life segment. I'm just trying to flesh it out in my head a little more. I didn't have tons of time to, for this episode. 
because I want there's so much I want to talk about. Like I said at the top, I really do appreciate all everybody's positive thoughts and critiques. Anything, it's just it really and there's stuff that I've been working on too. It's just so great. I don't want to keep rambling here about the podcast while I'm doing the podcast, but really happy with it as we continue on here. So we talked about Red Dead. Let's get into the Avengers Infinity War spoiler discussion, shall we? So the big thing I have here on my show notes about the Infinity War spoilers is, and spoiler warning here, Thanos wins. Yes. The villain, the main villain of the movie, wins. That's it. There's nothing else there. He wins. And it's a very bold choice to do in a mainstream superhero movie. The villain wins. Now those of you who have probably read those comic books knew that, and you can go and read up on the comic books, you know, and see that from a movie aspect of it for him to win and for you to see that and for them to cut to black that's why i said they took a chance in the last episode i said marvel took a chance with this movie and that chance was we're gonna have thanos win cut to black and by the way we're not marketing this as a part one anymore because they didn't do that this was just avengers infinity war and okay so we're not marketing as that and oh by the way he wins And he gets all the Infinity Stones, and boom. Half of your heroes, and half the people that you know, all disappear. And presumably, die. Now, whether they all stay dead is the big subject now. Are they all going to stay dead? I don't know. So, like I said, I kind of said what I liked about the movie last week. I just want to focus on one single question. I'm going to assume... That the people listening to this podcast have seen the movie. And that I'm not going to go scene by scene and tell you what I liked. We're going to talk about who died in this movie. And I want to go through it and I'm going to say what are the chances that they stay dead. So I printed off a list. Let's do this. Now there is the pre-snap because I'll set this up. He gets the infinity stones. Thor comes in with his new hammer. He's going to kick his ass and take names he stabs him in the heart or not the heart but he definitely stabs him uh, which could be a fatal stab and then Thanos says you should have aimed for the head and he snaps his fingers and once he snaps his fingers with the gauntlet that's where half of the universe disappears because that was his main motivation I don't know if I'm doing a very good job explaining this because his main motivation was I'm going to get all these stones and then half of the entire universe will cease to exist because if half of it disappears, then you know there won't there'll be enough for the remaining people, and there won't be any starvation, hunger. That was his motivation. Is less is less for for more, and will. I think I'm doing a terrible job explaining this, but he was doing yeah he was doing that for humanity. He thought he was doing the right thing, because where he came from, there was too many people and not enough resources, so. He becomes this big badass, he gets all the Infinity Stones, and he makes half of the universe disappear. That is the gist. So let's go over it. So who died pre-snap, before he snapped his fingers? Because there were some deaths pre-snap. And those were, the big one was, right off the bat, Loki. Thanos chokes him out. Idris Elba's character, Hemdall. If I'm saying that correctly, I'm probably not. And the big one was Gamora. She dies because Thanos has to sacrifice somebody he loves to get one of the stones. So, and that's... Everyone's wondering, is she going to come back? Maybe somebody has to sacrifice themselves for her. Uh, That was the big one there. 
and uh, then Vision dies pre-snap because he has, you know, the Mind Stone in him. And then everybody that died after the snap, and there are some big ones here, and this is the first one, obviously. I don't think he is going anywhere. He will come back. So, Because all the original Venom Avengers survived. So here it is. Black Panther... He's not going anywhere. He'll come back. It was, it was, that was a, that's when it first lived like, oh my gosh, like he's disappearing. What the hell's going on? Then we have uh Spider-Man, Peter Parker. He, he disappeared. I couldn't believe it. And his, that's why I talk about Tom Holland's acting in the movie. That scene got me because he holds on to Iron Man. And it was just, and he was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I can't even do it justice. It was it was really good, and Tony's like, look at him. Tony's looking at him while he's while he's going, and it's like, wow. So the last part of this movie was really just heart wrenching because of all this. Doctor Strange disappears, and he tells Tony on the way out, "This was the only way, the only way." So, and now that we got to him, I can tell you, he used the time stone to see. A, I forget the number, but an astronomical and um number of uh, scenarios and in those scenarios he only saw one where they won where they came out victorious so maybe everyone's theorizing now so he since he gave Thanos that stone and he to sec to save Tony's life that that is the reason that's how they're gonna win I don't know but he paid the price he disappeared as well uh, the Winter Soldier, Bucky, he disappeared. And Falcon, so two great Captain America characters, disappeared. So Scarlet Witch disappeared. And out of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord, Groot, Drax, and Mantis all disappear. And at the end, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, the chick from How I Met Your Mother, who was in these Marvel movies, yeah, she disappeared as well. And that was during the post credit scene, and then Nick Fury sends out the message to Captain Marvel. And that was the only post credit scene. I wasn't I had heard rumors that there might not have been a post credit scene, so I was telling my girlfriend there might not even be one. And that would have been bold, because then it would have left the audience going, Oh no, shit is really real. <laughs> yeah, so the and I think I have a list of people that remain. Yeah. Avengers who survived Infinity War. And the Avengers who survived are Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk uh, James Rhodes, War Machine, Rocket and Rocket and Nebula, and the people from Black Panther, Koi and McBa. Okay, I can't pronounce it. So th- the two women from Black Panther. So yes, all all these people are gonna stay dead. I don't believe so. I don't think they are gonna stay dead. One because Black Panther is on this list, and you cannot. After that big opening ahead and all the money Black Panthers made, you know. And they've already announced a Black Panther sequel, so we know that they're not not all going to be dead. If you want, if you don't want to re- have this movie be rewatched and go, well, we know they all survive. Ten years down the road, if you're watching Infinity War again and you know after Avengers Four that they all come back, it makes the movie kind of unre unrewatchable. If that's a word, unrewatchable. I've just made up a word. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to go that route, but I think. And this just came to my head right now. I think one of the people that might stay gone from the after snap deaths are, you know, Scarlet Witch. Um, Because really, she's just going to be depressed if she comes back. I mean, Vision's gone. That was her love. So I don't know. 
I think that would be that'd be one where you know I'm not saying that's a reason to keep her gone. I'm just saying you know maybe you know she's been through a lot. Maybe letting her. Yeah, I don't know. But she's a good character. I would you know I wouldn't say no to having her back. But I'm just saying you know maybe that's one. And it's also saying that maybe all the original Avengers sacrifice themselves, or at least Cap and Iron Man, because we know Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Just I think they're done. They don't want to do this anymore. This is their big swad song to the characters so yeah i think that could be a very possibility there was no hawkeye and ant-man and the wasp weren't even in the first one and or in infinity war so will they be in avengers 4 i don't know so it's safe to say especially after seeing the ant-man and the wasp trailer that it does take place before or we know it takes place before the events of infinity war maybe the events in infinity war happen at the end of the movie or maybe they go into the quantum verse and then they come back and half the people are missing. Whoa, I just said that off the cuff. And now I really want that to happen because how, how cool would that be if they come back and they've, they've just beaten the baddie and they think they've won and then like half the earth is just gone. Where'd everybody go? <laughs> yeah, I, I want that to happen now. But yeah, so, so there's so much to digest over this because you see all these people and I really should have seen it again before but you know, just not enough time in the week to go see it before I can record but I want to think that there's some real stakes you know it's just I don't know I really I don't like obviously I want Black Panther back and I want most of those characters back but uh, it's realistically that at least some of them have to stay. You know who I want back from the pre-snap deaths is Gamora. Because I just don't see the Guardians of the Galaxy without her. I take that back. I'd want Loki back too. But if Tom Hiddleston's done playing him, you know, so be it. A lot of this is that. Like, maybe the actors don't want to come back. And we've heard Tom Hiddleston doesn't want to come do it anymore. And that's fine. That's just, that's just how Hollywood works. It's not. It just can't happen forever. It's like, but Marvel can keep going and creating the new heroes and like the new leaders. And I, I would, I want to see the new shift in the Avengers. As much as I love, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, I think it'd be more interesting to see. Okay, we know what they can do with those guys. Can they do it with this one? Can they you know, succeed with the quote-unquote new Avengers? So I'm excited for that, but I also want to see how they're how they're gonna <laughs> how they're gonna get them all back. Do I, I I don't know. And it was a great line that Thanos says, because I said in episode two that Thanos Josh Brolin did amazing, and they just they did great with the motion capture. And I said, I don't know if they Andy Serkis him. Now I'm pretty sure that they did. He is amazing. But he says, I'm just going to sit. And he's pretty much going to sit in a cabin and relax, pretty much. And that's what he does at the end of the movie. He just sits down. And normally they have these taglines at the end of the Marvel movies that so-and-so will return. And at the tagline, they said, Thanos will return. Not even the Avengers. <laughs> hey, the people that are left over will return. No, they didn't say that. Hey, everybody that you just saw disappear, that or everybody you just saw that didn't disappear from the screen, they will return. No, it was Thanos will return. 
I thought that was pretty cool. And that's the big tagline this week is, what does this mean for the future of the MCU? And a lot of people are like, I don't know, but I'm excited to figure it out. What is this going to do to the MCU now? And a lot of the pre-headlines before the movie were, this is going to change the MCU. And it did. I mean, yes, you can say, yes, Infinity War definitely changed the MCU. But we're not even done. It's, a, you know, we need an Avengers 4 to see the total change. And there might be a little, oh, uh, well, just kidding. He's going to come back. But I don't think Black Panther cannot be because he needs to be part of the new Avengers because he's an awesome character. And I wish there would have been more of him, but I don't. And I think if there was a little more time in between Black Panther and Avengers, there would have been. But, I mean, they were already making it way before. They didn't see the return. If they would have seen that box office money, then, oh, yeah, he would have. And, uh, you know, Wakanda was really big in it. The whole country, it was it was great to have that battle in Wakanda. But, no, you know, he is definitely coming back. So that's that's what makes me, he shouldn't have even disappeared. But like I said, they didn't know his, they didn't know how big he was going to be. Or he wouldn't even been on the list to disappear. But they need that type of stakes to set up a fourth. But like I said, I hope that, you know, maybe they're not totally 100% successful. And maybe still half of that list. Is st- I don't know. Because if you're reshifting and you're done with Captain America, then maybe you lose Bucky, but Falcon comes back. And, oh, by the way, he's going to be the new Captain America because Captain America had to sacrifice himself. It could happen. This could all happen. And I don't think we need anybody to be the next Iron Man. If they do that, you know, just maybe have Rhodes still be War Machine. Then you still got, oh, this was Tony's tech. And we're using it. There's so many possibilities. And now that I have this podcast, I can sit here and theorize what's going to happen. So, so happy about that. That ending was one of the craziest endings to any superhero movie the memes have been reflecting that for sure the ending to infinity war it's exciting the future of the mcu is exciting boy don't you wish dc would get you this excited they got some of the best heroes and they can't get you this excited they have batman and superman and they can't get you this excited stinks they need to clone kevin feige and have him work for warner brothers in dc Kevin Feige is the head of uh, Marvel Studios. He's doing such a great job. And he's really, like, not to take away from the individual directors of these movies, but he's really the director in the sense of he's keeping this overall story of the universe intact. And all these movies are connected. And it is great. So if you have not jumped on the Marvel bandwagon yet, what are you waiting for? You should. Yeah, so I think the only other thing I wanted to talk about was it seems like they're going to be more in space now than earth especially in this one and the next one how they're going to get hawkeye and ant-man in there i know they're going to be in there but i don't know and i heard they're shooting in new york so i don't know i just wanted to say my favorite line from the movie and i wanted to wait for me to be free reign on spoilers to say it and it's in the middle of the fight cap captain america and thor are talking to each other and they're seeing each other for the first time and he's like Oh, this is my friend. He's a tree, pointing at Groot, because Groot and Rocket are with him. This is my friend. He's a tree. And then he goes, Cap has a beard, of course, and he goes, oh, you stole my beard. That is my favorite, and that's why these movies are so funny and can be so serious at the same time, but, oh, I love the humor in this, and that is really funny. This is my friend. He's a tree. 
made me laugh really hard. And I probably missed the next two lines because I was still laughing about it. But just funny that he calls him a tree. And he calls uh, Rock a, um, a rabbit for most of the movie. That's funny. Uh, Thor is super funny and uh, makes me want to rewatch Ragnarok. He, oh, he was so funny in that movie. But you see the pain in the beginning when he loses Loki. Oh, such good. I mean, it, that's what's great is it's it takes itself seriously and it can have fun at the same time. I don't know why other superhero movies cough dc cough can't do that they tried i don't know but ooh, i don't want to sound like a marvel fanboy i like them all batman's my favorite superhero i like them all so i don't don't call me a marvel fanboy i'm not love them all i want them all to be good and i i like justice league for the most part I, not the worst movie ever made could it have been better yeah because you make Superman and Batman friends from the beginning. That's how you save that franchise. I'm not going to dive into that. This is... <laughs> what am I doing? With that, I think we should close the spoiler discussion. I just want to tell you my favorite line from the movie. That was it. Right there, I think. My friend's a tree. So we're going to go on to sports. And what did I want to dissect in sports? Something that I could have done on the first episode. Probably should have done. Like I said earlier, though, that was kind of my pilot. So we're going to analyze the Lions' schedule a little bit. Not overanalyze it, but just talk about it. Now, that got released the week that I taped the first podcast. So the week before the draft. Here it is, one by one. We start the first game against the Jets on Monday Night Football. Then we play the 49ers. Patriots, Cowboys, Packers, Dolphins, Seahawks, Vikings, Bears, Panthers, Bears. Bears are on Thanksgiving. That'll be fun. I love division games on Thanksgiving. That's always fun. Rams, Cardinals, Bills, Vikings, and then finishing at Packers in Green Bay. So they gave us a few years where we had a warm weather Green Bay game, but they're like, nah, sorry. You didn't take advantage of that. You didn't win the division or anything. So we're going to have to get back to you going to Green Bay in early or late December, early January, which this is the 30th this year. So it'll be late December. So we open a Monday Night Football. That's big. Early part of the schedule. Early by this year, week six. I don't want to sit there and predict their record. Overall, yeah, the schedule seems like it's it's going to be a tougher one, for sure. But I like opening with the Jets and 49ers. Those are two very winnable games. And um, Patriots, maybe they're winnable too. That's a Sunday night game. That'll be a fun game. That's at home, I think, too. Then we play the Cowboys. Oh, always fun to play the Cowboys. I do not like the Cowboys. Ever since that playoff loss to them at Jerry World. Has not been a Cowboys you know, I was indifferent to them, then I straight up hated them after that. Because I have friends that are Cowboys fans, but nah, I hate the Cowboys. Anything, you know, obviously I hate the teams in my own division, but Cowboys, ugh, don't like them. Then we play the Packers right after that. So that's the first stretch, before the bye. And like I said, I didn't want to predict wins, but I think you could be sitting very pretty. Especially if you win the Jets 49ers game. I mean, you want to come out of that at least 3-2, and two, right? Beat the Jets, 49ers, Cowboys. Worst case scenario, you lose to the Packers and Patriots. You're 3-2. and two. 
Then you come out and beat the Dolphins right after the bye. You're four and two. Here I am. I didn't say I don't want to predict the. Sk- <laughs> I didn't want to pre- do a win loss, but I'm just saying that the first part of the schedule is favorable. I think, and then maybe you get a surprise. Matt Patricia knows what he's doing because he was just with the Patriots, so then he maybe he beats the Patriots, and that's three prime that three primetime games are the Jets, Patriots, and counting Thanksgiving against the Bears. It's only three primetime games, which is okay. It's nice to get the primetime games, I think. You know, spotlight on Detroit. And that's, that's fun, but, you know, not everybody's clamoring for watching Detroit Lions football, and that's fine. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm especially looking forward to the Bears on Thanksgiving because I think we got a good Thanksgiving win, winning record going. I want to keep that going. I think the Bears could be a nice one. And it, a division one always seemed, you know, that's always more special. And we'll definitely, you know, that could be big going into, you know, when you're going into December after that. And, you know, you got to highlight. I just love that the NFL is doing Packers-Lions to end the season. I, that's the best. What a way to go out for Lions. I mean, either you continue to lose to them in big situations, because last year we won and it wasn't a big situation, so it didn't really matter. And Caldwell still got fired. I was really afraid when we destroyed them that last game that that could save his job, and it didn't. In the big situation when Aaron Rodgers is playing, and hopefully it's for the division because it's fun to be in that scenario. So hopefully it's for the division. I (laughs) Hopefully the Lions have it locked up, right, before that? Because, oh, we don't want it to go down to we have to play Rodgers in the cold. Maybe Rodgers isn't healthy again. I don't like to wish injury on people. I'm not wishing it on him, but, you know, he's not the most durable player in NFL history, that's for sure. We've got to play the Bills. So, And we could be playing a lot of rookie quarter. Well, maybe not a lot, but the Bills could be starting their rookie. Jets could be starting Sam Darnold right off the bat. Anybody else? Let me think. Oh, the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals could be playing Josh Rosen right off the bat. Oh, and we face uh, Sue. No, I think that might be the first time we face Sue, too, because he's with the Rams now. We, if, if he was still with the Dolphins, we could have faced them then, too. But I think that's the first time we've, we're going to be facing Sue. It'll be Andomic uh, and Sue's uh, could get revenge and sack Matthew Stafford, or maybe, or maybe Frank Ragnow will pancake him. That would be nice. So, overall, really good schedule. And actually, after looking at it, I really like the first part of the schedule more than anything else because I think you're looking to be at least above 500 before the bye and that'll be good other than that I'm really happy and it's always nice when that comes out and it always comes out like a week before the draft to just kind of maybe get hype out a little bit and it's always fun to see oh our rookie quarterbacks gonna play each other like after the draft oh are the rookies gonna play each other oh can't wait to see this you know it's just Schedule releases are, and you know, both NFL Network and ESPN have the big shows. I just like seeing it as soon as it's released. I'm not a big fan of watching the show. But uh, no Christmas Eve game this year that, you know, it, they play on the 23rd. But we do have the Thanksgiving game on CBS this year against the Bears. That's one of the Lions fans' things. first things to do is when we plan on Thanksgiving. It's always fun. And lately they've been doing divisional. So another thing I wanted to talk about in sports was after... Recording the last podcast, I watched Frank Ragnow's press conference, and I watched more on Carry On Johnson, and boy, I'm really happy with our first two picks this year. 
more so than I was when I recorded. Really, really hoping that they can get the running game going in Detroit. And hopefully they're running all over these teams we talked about that we're going to go up against in 2018. I I really liked Frank Ragnow's press conference. Because, you know, he mentioned the loss of his dad. That hit that hits home for me on personal reasons, and I cannot be more happy for this kid. He got drafted. He's had a tough one, you know, with the loss of his dad, and you know, it's so happy for him and his mom just to have that moment now. Okay, we did it. And Frank, you know, your dad's so proud of you right now. I mean, you're kidding. You just you got picked in the top 20 of the NFL draft. So, yeah, that really hit home with me. And um, just my best to him, and I just that, that just gives you something to root for. I am rooting for him to just be a successful NFL player. Maybe if it doesn't happen with the Lions, hopefully it happens, you know. But I want it to happen with the Lions, don't get me wrong. And I think it will. This guy is a pro's pro, he, you know, already. He's going to be – everything we hear about him is great, you know. Anything from – that. You know, the, the least the Detroit media that I've read just say that he's the greatest, you know, kid. So really excited for him and glad that that. And I think it's going to help our run game with him and Carry on Johnson. And watching more of his highlights really just get me excited for what could be a very exciting 2018 season for the Lions. But it's like, oh, it's May. You probably shouldn't be talking about football, but I can't stop talking football. Love it. That'll be in. Well, we should just call this segment, I Just Can't Stop Talking About Football, especially in July when there's going to be no news before training camp and it's dead. All players are on vacation. To be like, well, I saw on Twitter that, you know, Golden Tate's in Hawaii. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hurt himself surfing or, you know, whatever. One more thing I wanted to talk about. The podcast is on iTunes now. Took me a few weeks to get it going. A little behind the scenes, you know, with trying to get you know, your RSS feed set up. The podcast is on iTunes. I couldn't be more excited because that's just one step to making this grow a little bit. And please subscribe on iTunes and rate it. And hey, maybe throw in a review if you want. Yes, the podcast is on iTunes. And let me just think of anything else we need to talk about. Nope. So if you want to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, it's WBBP. Search that on iTunes. It's the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast. All caps. It was really exciting to see my feed for the first time, seeing those two episodes. And it was getting a text, seeing, you know, your show and people's lists. That's always fun. There it is. I'm a podcaster. Who knew? Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast. Get in the group and you'll get up to date as soon as the episode drops. You'll be the first one to know it because that's the first thing I do is I post it to Facebook. And with that, I think that just about does it. Thank you for continuing on this journey of the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast with me. I truly appreciate it. And I can't wait to join you again when we do Episode 4 of the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast. I'm Justin, and I'll see you next time.